Time now for Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Now, here's your host, Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Agriculture Minister Lyle Stewart has announced $7.7 million in federal-provincial funding for 30 crop-related research projects. In addition, Stewart says the two governments are providing $6.25 million in operating funds for the U of S Crop Development Center over five years. So to recap, he's already an- he's announced this morning $7.7 million in federal provincial funding for 30 crop-related research projects. There's a club root, uh, the, a project to uh, develop uh, more club root-resistant canola, more uh, uh, root rot-resistant peas and lentils. Uh, there's a uh, project uh, around fava beans. There are a number of projects. Disease uh, in Durham, head blight, a project to uh, develop uh, Durham varieties that are more resistant. Project to research uh, how to minimize dawn in samples uh, after harvest uh, of uh, hard red spring wheat. So things like that that are very useful and will affect the quality of our product and uh, producers' bottom line. Why is this crop research so important? Well, you know, it, it, it really is. The Crop Development Center alone has, uh, has produced 450 new varieties that, uh, that have been licensed over the past 45 years that they've been around roughly, and each one of these uh, have been somewhat better for our producers. And, and it seems uh, recently that the, the improvements are, uh, seem to me as a farmer, to be bigger improvements uh, variety over variety than they they used to be. Uh, I think that the money that's been spent on crop research in this province is uh, really starting to reap rewards and and dollars that are spent in the ADF uh, funded projects generate a nine to one return on investment. That really is an investment in the future. I understand the Saskatoon World Trade Center has a MOU memorandum of understanding with Harbin China, a partnership to grow agricultural trade. Your reaction? Yeah, that's all positive. You know, uh, we think there are some potential investments in the food processing sector that may uh, stem from that cooperative agreement from Harbin, China. They uh, are uh, a province very much like us, and, you know, they're uh, they're people are looking for uh, investments in food processing, and uh, they know that we have uh, a lot of food products that China needs, and they want to be involved. And they know that they can only produce so much and that we can produce a lot more, and so... You know, uh, I think there are some advantages uh, to us to uh, in pursuing this MOU, and we'll just have to wait and see. I understand you're at a meeting in the U.S. on the weekend and discussed free trade or NAFTA. Yeah, uh, I attended in Kansas City at the Sarl annual meeting. That's a state agriculture and, and rural leaders uh, group, which are a lot of state and provincial uh, legislators and private sector uh, people. There was a large turnout because uh, of NAFTA being on the agenda, and we got a positive res- resolution passed in support of NAFTA to, to go to both federal governments. And So that's why we attended. I don't always attend that one. In fact, this is my first one, but because NAFTA was on the agenda, I thought it worthwhile. Lyle Stewart is speaking in Saskatoon today during Crop Production Week. Regina-based tornado hunter Greg Johnson was a featured speaker at CropSphere in Saskatoon yesterday. Johnson says farmers and storm chasers have a number of things in common. He says they both depend on the weather for their living and are quick to adapt to new technology. Weather is something that affects 
my income, literally. If it's bad weather, I'm going to make some money. And if it's a pretty benign year, kind of like 2017 was in Saskatchewan, you know, it's pretty quiet with less opportunity to make a living doing it. Farmers are the opposite, right? They want to have uh, rains timed perfectly and, and, you know, dry timed perfectly. And, you know, see, every time you plant in the springtime, you're, you're seeding. You don't really ever know what the outcome is going to be at the end of the year. And, and for me, there's a lot of that same thing where, you know, we just don't know what each season is going to hold. Johnson says he prepares in the spring. For us, springtime, I do always make the uh, analogy that it's like seeding. That's when we're going out and spending all of our money and we're taking uh, pictures of storms and we're traveling around North America. And then our harvest happens in the fall. And uh, that's where we get to market all these images and stories that we collect through the season. Then I spend, uh, you know, the... The aftermath for me or the review for me in the winter is, okay, what am I going to do differently this next year? What new technologies are we going to try out? I mean, it's, it's literally the same as farming in the sense that the amount of change in technology over the last 20 years has been astronomical in farming. But it's also been the same in my world, which is the digital world. He explains technology changes over the past three years. Well, the big technology change is still around cell phones and uh, access to data. Information is power. When we can connect with people in real time through live streaming, but also connecting to the science end of it, meaning the forecast models and the radar and, and these sorts of things. I mean, that technology has increased so much over the last few years. But from a purely sort of economic standpoint, when it comes to camera technology, I mean, 360 cameras, uh, virtual reality stuff, I mean, that that stuff I I find even mind-blowing. Camera technology is improving all the time. And so, you know, images that uh, we could never even dream of in the past, I, I mean, I've got visions in my head for 2018 of some stuff that I want to do with my new cameras, and I'm just... Like, I think it's going to blow people away. Johnson says pictures, videos, and stories are all part of his work. Certainly. I mean, if I spent all my time on radio and television talking about really cool clouds, people would get tired of it very, very quickly. What people care about and what people are interested in is stories, that, that, that human component, how people were affected, how they survived. Tornado hunter Greg Johnson spoke at the Saskanola annual meeting yesterday in Saskatoon. A couple of other notes from the producers' annual general meetings. Saskatchewan Pulse Growers presented Dr. Steve Shirtliff with its Pulse Promoter Award. Shirtliff is a professor in the Department of Plant Science at the University of Saskatchewan. Saskanola honored Bill Cooper with the Canola Influencer Award. Cooper was very involved in the early years of canola, starting in the late 1960s as the oilseed made the transition from an industrial crop to one used in cooking oil. Cooper farmed for many years in the Foam Lake area and spent endless hours working on behalf of a number of producer organizations, such as the Saskatchewan Canola Growers Association, which eventually became Sask Canola. Very appreciative. Uh, it's a real honor for me to uh, receive it. I mean, just the word influencer means that they suggest you influence the industry. Well, that is pretty big. That's Bill Cooper of Foam Lake, back in a moment. The Market Update on The Source, 620 CKRM. Grain prices at Viterra were mixed in early trading this morning. Feed barley rose $2 at $176.63. Canola gained $0.80 at $4.70.44. Oats went up $1.82 at $1.56.79. Number one red spring wheat decreased $0.77 at $2.34.29. 
The rest were unchanged. Durham, 269.29. Flax, 461.68. Yellow peas, 238.54. Feed wheat, 136.48. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, March spring wheat is up one cent at 6.26 and a half cent a bushel. The Livestock Report on The Source, 620 CKRM. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of January 9th. D1 and D2 cows have been selling from $0.82 cents to $0.92. Cents. D3 cows are selling from $0.72 cents to $0.82. Cents. Good butcher bulls are selling from $1 to $1.10. Yesterday we had our first pre-sort of the year. We had over 1,600 head to start the season. Once again, Weyburn is setting the pace and leading the way. 400 to 450 pound steers averaged $2.45 and sold up to $2.54. 450 to 500 pound steers averaged $2.32 and sold up to $2.54. 500 to 550 pound steers averaged $2.29 and sold up to $2.39. 550 to 600 pound steers averaged $2.20 and sold up to $2.39. 600 to 650-pound steers averaged $2.13 and sold up to $2.22. 650 to 700-pound steers averaged $2.12 and sold up to $2.19. 700 to 800-pound steers averaged $2.03 and sold up to $2.17. 800 to 900-pound steers averaged $1.92 and sold up to $2.03. Heifers are about $0.30 cents back from the steers. Some of the highlights from the sale were a load of 500-pound grasser steers at $2.39 and a half a pound, a group of 550-pound black steers at $2.39 a pound, a group of 600-pound tan steers at $2.20 a pound, a group of 650-pound tan steers at $2.19 a pound, a group of 700-pound black steers at $2.17 a pound, a load of 800-pound exotic steers at $2.02 a pound, and a load of 900-pound exotic steers at $1.91 a pound. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets the cattle and the prices too. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 6,500 hogs Monday, selling in a range of 145 to 147 per CKG. Today's sale is expected to be around 6,200 head, selling in a range of 147 to 149 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is up, and four contract prices open mixed this morning. On Monday, the Canadian dollar was down 12 basis points to the daily exchange rate at 1.2422. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 80.46 cents U.S. U.S. cash hog markets gained more than a dollar U.S. in yesterday's trade, continuing the strongest rally out of the Christmas holiday that has market has seen in years. Aggressive packer bids looking to secure extra supplies has added more than 10% of value over the last week. U.S. pork exports in November showed modest gains with South Korea and Colombia making the strongest contribution, while Mexico was down compared to year-ago levels. Lean hog futures have moderated from the highest seen yesterday, but have still maintained some of the strength that developed at the opening on Monday even following weaker export numbers from Mexico. Coming up, the farm weather forecast, back in a moment. Jim Smalley's Agri-Weather, on the source, 620 CKRM. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today, mainly cloudy, 30% chance of rain showers or flurries this afternoon. Wind southeast 20 becoming light this afternoon, the high zero. Partly cloudy tonight, 60% chance of flurries, wind becoming west 20, then northwest 50, gusting to 70. Near midnight, the low minus 17, the wind chill minus 27. 
Tomorrow, mainly cloudy, 40% chance of flurries. Wind northwest 40 gusting to 60. Temperature steady near minus 18 tomorrow. Wind chill minus 31, low minus 24. Thursday, sunny, the high minus 20, the low minus 26. Friday, sunny, the high minus 22, the low minus 25. Saturday, sunny, the high minus 15, the low minus 24. Sunday, sunny, the high minus 18, the low minus 21. Monday, sunny, the high minus 11. Normal high is minus 11, the normal low minus 23. Around the province, Estevan minus 3, Saskatoon minus 6, Swift Current plus 2, Weyburn minus 2, Yorkton minus 8. In Regina with cloudy skies, it's minus 4, that's 25 Fahrenheit, southeast at 18, the wind chill minus 10. Humidity 88%, the barometer dropping 100.4. Cloudy in Moose Jaw, minus 2, east-southeast at 9. Once again, Regina, cloudy, minus 4. That's 25 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.